welcome back to Cold America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here today. Hopefully it sounds okay. Um, I'll be honest, it is about 2.30 in the morning. Uh, we just closed up the bar, just got done cleaning here at Unique. Uh, I love the staff, man. I do. I like where we're at. I'm not trying to say this is the greatest staff I've ever had. I mean, let's not get crazy. Uh, obviously, legacy staff there, beyond phenomenal. Uh, I mean, just epic. And love them. But you've got you know, four or five people that have managed bars on top of people that now own bars and run bars. People still doing it in the industry that run that style. Um, yeah, that was stupid. But, mm, this staff. This staff, uh, I got a lot of young ones. They're new, but they love it. They're energetic. It's a lot of girls on this staff. I, have, I currently have four girls that work the door. Now, they don't all work at the same time. I might do it. <coughs> I might do a night with four female security all working and they're not bad at that ease i'm not they're not you know clay big fun you know navarro threat well they're not on that level it's like they're not getting crazy here on it but there's a couple of them that are pretty good at them and and that's is i'm impressed you know what they're doing um hmm. anyway they uh hmm they're doing a really good job. Got a lot of young bartenders. Obviously, my veterans that I still have with Chris and Dalton and uh, CC, And then uh, Steve, who is, I use him as a utility guy. He's working the door and working on the bar and uh, doing everything. And he, he's great. Uh, there's really not anybody on the staff right now that I'm like, all right, they got to go. I got to replace this person. You know, everybody's, you know, filling their role and doing their job. And uh, this is, this might be the most attractive staff I've ever had. And buddy, I have had some smoke shows work with me and for me in the past. I mean, some very attractive girls, but I have a plethora right now. It's you know, wow. And it's not hard to not hard to bring a lot of people in if you have young attractive girls. Apparently, uh, it's a secret to this business. Don't tell anybody. I don't think they figured it out yet. Anyway, that's not why y'all tuned in. You tuned in to hear about T Town Dart League. T Town Dart League finished the regular season last night, and the, my team, Dart United, we ended on a bad note. We got. Beat down. There's no excuse. There's no rationalizing it. We got taken to the woodshed, and you know, it's been a been a while. It's been early in the season since we got beat like that. Uh, midway through the season, um, Dartman cometh. They came in. They didn't bring Tyler with them. They sent him to the beach, and they still just worked us. Um, did we throw our best darts? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, especially as a team as a whole, no. Did they throw their best? No. I've seen Meat throw better. I've seen Claire. You know, I was impressed with Chris Statham. I've seen Evans throw better. But they threw well enough, and they, they threw better than we did. They, they worked us. 
But things got real interesting in the standings. See, we were the sixth seed. We knew yesterday morning when we woke up, we were going to be the sixth, maybe the five. The five went out the window because the Yellowhammers down at Gallet's, we were one point behind them, and we had to get one more point than they did. They beat down Third Dark Magic eight to four. And so knowing that, no, there was no chance that we were going to get nine off of uh, Dark Cometh of Nocturnal. They, the experience, the talent, we could do it. It would take take a lot. It wasn't probable. Mm. So we knew where we were going to be about. But we didn't know who we were going to be playing. Elena's long shafts for the one seed going into it. They beat Dirty SOBs 8-4. to four. They stayed the one seed. The two seed was Dirty SOBs. Well, they only picked up four points. Third Dark Magic was only two points behind them in third going into the night. They only picked up four points, so they stayed two points behind them. Dartman Cometh taking 10 off of us. Propelled them from fourth to second. <clears throat> knocking Darty SOBs to be the three seed, third dark magic to be the four. Now here's what's really interesting. It changes the matchups. See, before yesterday, we were the six. We were gonna be playing going to Redshed. Playing my old team. Third Dark Magic. Who we played earlier this year and we got out of there with a win. I love playing there. I love going to that ball. Y'all know that. I was looking forward to it. I was like, get to hang out at Redshed with Kiana Scott and throw some darts. This will be awesome. But that's not the way it shook out. So, the playoffs, here they are. The one seed, Atlanta's on the shafts, they will play the eight against all odds. But let me tell you, against all odds, used a hardship move last, yesterday, Tuesday, Daniel Jones had been battling through the back pain. You listened to me last year talk about it in the playoffs. One of the gutsiest performances I've ever seen in darts. When he tried to go against us, uh, his back's been messed up. He tried to play the week before and literally was in bed until Thursday. Uh, or Friday. Friday. Like through Thursday night until Friday. So he had, he had let us know, I'm out. I can't go. So that left them with an open roster spot. And because it is a hardship, commissioner ruling, hardship, and they got Kyle Oglesby off the waiver line. Not the one that used to work at Houndstooth play, the other one, the one that's really good at darts. Kyle was pretty good too. But Kyle could throw. And they grabbed him and they took the new car out for a stroll. They played him in the pro shoot and everything over there at Houndstooth at a. That's going to be a good team, and they'll go into Hoppers. They're going to give them all they want, and I think that's going to be – Hoppers better come to play. Uh, they better not overlook that one. The two seed, the Dartman cometh. They will get to face bad darts, more beer. Wayne, Hunger, JJ, Andy, Sam Hall. They're back in the playoffs. They missed out last year. They won the tit. Now they're back in the playoffs. Here they are. And they go to Nocturnal. 
And uh, I'll tell you, when Wayne's on and Hunger's on, JJ's on, that's a dangerous team, man. They're a dangerous team. Last time there was a seventh seed in the playoffs, if I remember, yeah, they went into Hoppers and knocked off the two seed. It was the last time there was seven. Look out. Me, Tyler, Evans, Chris, Claire, got to come correct. There are no gimmies. There was a lot of parity in the league this year, a lot of depth in it. Got to come correct. The three seed, Dirty SOBs, Robert, David, Will, Keith, Brad, out of wheelhouse. That is where our team has to get. Uh, they beat the crap out of us in the regular season. Uh, I didn't particularly have a good night that night. Um, we're going to have to bring the fire. And uh, we're going to, you know, Robert and David in 01 matchup nightmare for most teams. Uh, they're really good. They're really good at what they do. They know how to play the game. And playoff time. Yeah, this is a tall task for our little expansion team, our scrappy little expansion team that I'm so proud of. I'm proud that we were the sixth seed and made the playoffs, all right? Because every team out there this year was a solid team. There was nobody. In years past, there's been teams that you go, okay, are we going to get 10 or are we going to get 12? That didn't exist this year. It was a lot of parity. Every team is, is was better. And I loved it. I love it. But we go down there. And the really interesting one here. So I told y'all last week that Yellowhammers put it on Third Dark Magic down at Galette's 8-4. Third Dark Magic's the 4. Yellowhammers are the 5. So Yellowhammers, you beat them last week. Congratulations. That's a huge win. Chris, Ryan, Hoss, Jordan, Sam Adams, everybody, Anthony. Great win. Huge win. Now you got to go play them in the red shed in the playoffs. I looked at the stat sheet. Keon did not have a good night at all. He had a bad night. I was able to jump him and win the MVP award. Even though I didn't have a huge night. And I'll tell you, complete honesty. I walked up to my team and I said, I want to play in the pro shoot. I want in. And I wanted in for greed. I had not won a game the entire night. Not one. Had lost. I in my in my singles, I lost two to one, but I lost the match. I wasn't throwing great. And I went out of sheer greed. Hey, if I got if I'm gonna have a shot at this MVP, I need to play in the pro shoot and hit some quality marks. And my first throw in cricket was a seven mark. And then uh, I hit a ton in 01, and I hit the winning dart in both games. We, me and Mike beat Claire and meet two straight. And. I hit the winning dart. That counts as quality marks also. So the pro shoot was what ultimately gave me the MVP award. Statistically. Am I the best player in the league? Absolutely not. 
It's debatable if I'm in the top 10. But at dark prom, when they hand out the trophies and the great commissioner that we have calls out the MVP, it's me. <laughs> and, and I love it. I'm proud of it. I'm happy with it. I really am. Um, I do understand how the stats work. I understand how the league works. Putting the stats in every week for a few seasons has helped that. Last year, I finished up number two behind Robert. This year, I got over the hump. And uh, it took Keon having a bad week and me you know, doing it. He was player of the week three times this year. I got it once, but I was very close. I was like two or three, three or four times. I was always really close. I had a solid season. Anyway, team league. Playoffs start next Tuesday, 6 p.m. I think it's going to be interesting. I think we're, I am going to go out on a limb and guarantee at least one underdog wins the match. I don't think it stays chalk. It will not stay chalk. All right? Now, hopefully, we win and Bad Darts More Beer win so that we can play them in the second round here at Unique. But that's just me. That's just me. That's getting real greedy. That's real greedy. Anyway. Uh, singles league still has two more weeks to go. Way too many games out there to break it down. Uh, not even going to try. We'll get into that. The All the games have to be played except for the final week. Um, going into the final week. And so on that podcast, I will break down all the scenarios of who could get in and get out. But right now it's just too much. Anyway. So some of y'all are going, Coleman, shut up about darts. I want the picks, baby. I want the picks. All right, you got them. We all want to start out. NFL Thursday night. Broncos minus three against the Colts. Over-unders at 42. It's Broncos, baby. It's the Broncos covering Thursday night. Home field's a huge advantage on Thursday night. Think about it. They played on Sunday, right? Monday is only a walkthrough day for the NFL. You know, film session, recover day. Tuesday, you get back out there and you do work. Wednesday's full-on practice day. Thursday, back to similar to Tuesday. Friday, all right, let's walk through, pack up, travel, and then be there on Saturday, play on Sunday. When you play on Thursday, all that gets squished up. You don't get that Monday off, really. It's, all right, yeah, we'll do that in the morning, and then we got to practice. And then Tuesday, full-on go day. Wednesday, you got you got to start, you know, walk through and get packed up and travel if you're the team playing on Thursday. So being at home, you get that extra day to go through all the little things. And uh, I think that's a big advantage. Also, I think the quarterback's better. NFL quarterback matters. Give me the Broncos minus three. Anyway, let's get on to college football. I'm not going to start where I always start. I'm going to start out with the Friday night games, all right? Nebraska minus three against Rutgers. I like Nebraska. Um, Houston against Memphis. I'm taking Houston two weeks in a row, and they burn me two weeks in a row. Give me the Memphis Tigers. Um, Colorado State, Nevada. I'm going Nevada minus the three. And then UNLV, San Jose. I, uh, I hate this game. I'm not big on it. San Jose's minus seven. I'm going to take San Jose. 
UNLV, remember last week, had the lead at the half, and then they blew it by against uh, whoever they were playing. But uh, I'm going to go San Jose, minus the seven. I'm not big on it. One star, one star. Now, the University of Alabama, the number one team in all the land. Back on top, baby. <clears throat> Rank number one here at home, the one that we've all had circled. I don't need to go through all the stuff Jimbo and Saban have done. I don't need to remind y'all about them beating us last year. I don't need to remind y'all about their players calling out Will Anderson. Hey, why is he talking? What do you have, one tackle in that game last year? He ain't beat. That's what they said. Here's what you need to know about this game. The line came out at 20 and immediately jumped to 24. And that's where it's at. All right? Immediately. So much money was thrown on Bama. It jumped. And we don't know if our Heisman Trophy winning quarterback is going to play. This is going to get ugly. This is going to get real ugly real fast. Let me tell you, we're going to win six bets on this game. We're going six for six. All right? We're taking Alabama first half. We're taking the over of the first half. We're taking Alabama's team total over of the first half. We're taking Alabama for the game. We're taking Alabama uh, team total over for the game. And we're taking the over for the game. Six for six. And you know what? I can't guarantee halftime. Because I don't know what the line's going to be. But odds are, we're going to look at those same three again for the second half. Crimson Tide, 63, A&M, 3. That's your final. I think they get a field goal. And that's it. And I think they get it at the end of the first half and the commentators are going to go, Oh, that could be the momentum changer. That could be the momentum changer that's going to get A&M back in this. And it's not. We're going to kill them. The boys have had this with circled. Saban's had this with circled. Jimbo, goodbye. You're gone. <clears throat> They're going to need some of that oil money for that buyout. Anyway, Tennessee against LSU. you got the number eight team against the number 25 team in the country. Oh, let me back up. By the way, all-time Alabama, 11-3. I guess they knew, all right? They beat us in 2012, right? We all remember that? Some fruitcake quarterback pulling rabbits out of his butt. That's because my mom's listening. I said, but anyway, <laughs> I hope she's listening. I hope so. Anyway, um, we won the next eight straight after that until they beat us this past year. I think the streak of eight straight after a loss we can do better, and I think we will. Anyway, now on to the next one. Tennessee against LSU. Tennessee ranked number eight in the country, LSU number 25. Um, the all-time series in this is 26 and 10. All right, is the all-time record. Tennessee leading. Now, they met twice in the SEC championship game, and uh, LSU won both those. They also played in the 1972 Blue Bonnet Bowl. 
Who was doing that? Anyway, Tennessee won that game, by the way. For those of you that don't remember, uh, I'm pretty sure only Tui and Sam Adams would remember that or were alive for it. Anyway, that was like Tui's second sophomore year of high school. Anyway, uh, Tennessee is a three-point favorite. I'm giving them the five-star lock of the week. Tennessee is going to destroy LSU. LSU played one of the worst teams in college football, the Auburn Tigers, last week, and they didn't look much better. It wasn't really a football game. Tennessee handles this big. Over under 65, I'm not touching only because I don't know how much LSU is going to score. Brian Kelly, you're not ready. Tennessee's coming correct. Um, anyway. Uh, by the way, LSU's one of the last five in this series. But everybody had long winning streaks against Tennessee. Uh, but the last time they played was 2017. They don't play every year. Anyway, LSU's won five straight. They're at home. They're a three-point dog. Yeah, they're going to get beat down. Uh, Arkansas, mistake. Arkansas leads the all-time series 18-13-1. They've won the last two. Mississippi State. Nine and a half point favorite? Are you kidding me? I'll take Arkansas on the points. I think State wins. I think Will Rogers gets enough. And they get enough cowbell for them to win. But I like Arkansas to come. Auburn and Georgia. The Deep South's oldest rivalry. Georgia leads this 62, 56, and 8. Go ahead and make that 63. Georgia, I thought you were going to bounce back last week against mighty Missouri. And Missouri gave you all you wanted. Three and a half quarters. What are you doing? Hey, Georgia, you have three of the best tight ends in the country. Maybe freaking use them. That was terrible. They, they, they won't even need them this week. Georgia's going to win this game. They're minus 29. I'm laying it again with the dogs. I'm big on the dogs. Look, they're too good a team to play that way three weeks in a row. All right? They're still undefeated. They're still the defending national champs. They're still ranked number two in the country. Give me the dogs. I'll lay the points. Um, Ole Miss is playing Vanderbilt. Ole Miss ranked number nine in the country. Ole Miss is 52-40-2 all-time against Vandy. They've won the last three. How that streak's not longer, I don't know. Ole Miss is a 17-point favorite, over under 62. I'll take Ole Miss. I'll take the over. Thank you, and we'll move forward. 17's a lot. I know that, and I know they're coming off a big game, yada, yada, yada. Vanderbilt coming off a bye week. Bye week was why I like the over. But I like the lane train to get it done. Uh, even though they had done a lot in the fourth quarter this year. I like Ole Miss. South Carolina against Kentucky. Ugh, this is a terrible game. Uh, historically. Both these teams are improved. Beamer Ball and you know, Kentucky's doing good, doing well up there. Uh, ranked number 13 in the country. South Carolina leads this all-time series 18-13-1. Kentucky's the seven-point favorite. I like the Cats. I think they handle this. Um, give me Kentucky. And then the only SEC game that does not have at least one ranked team in it, Missouri against Florida. 
Uh, Missouri actually leads this all-time series six to five. Can you believe that? Missouri? Hmm, that seems odd. Well, uh, and Missouri beat them last year, 24-23 in Columbia. Yeah, that's why the Florida's got a new coach now. You lost that Missouri. Guess what? Florida minus 11, they win it. And they cover it. Give me, give me the Gators. All right, I'm going to speed up here. Michigan against Indiana. Michigan's minus 22. I don't like this game. I'm going to give it a DNT. Do not touch. Um, I don't like 22 in that game at all. I think Michigan wins. I'm not doing that. TCU minus six and a half on the road at Kansas. This number 17 to 19 in the country. Six and a half. Nah, I'll take the home dogs. Give me Kansas and the points. South Florida goes to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a 27 and a half point favorite. I'm like two stars. I'm not big on this, but I'm going Cincinnati. Um, T-Tech, OK State. OK State's minus nine at home. I like it. Cowboy up. Give me OK State. Utah, one of my preseason playoff teams, remember? Then they lost the first week, and everybody went, oh, there that goes. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It was early in the season. Here they come. They're ranked number 11 in the country. Utah's starting to play like the Utah thought they would be. Utah minus three and a half at number 18, UCLA. Give me Utah. Give me, I'll lay the points. Utah, let's roll. Ohio State's minus 27 against Michigan State. I like Ohio State, even though this game is in East Lansing. East Lansing, by the way, has a bar called the Stock Exchange that every time people buy beer, the ticker running across the top has all their beers on it, and the prices change. You know, like the stock market would. So if everybody's buying Bud Light, that price is going to go up. But, oh, look, Yingling is now $3. You know, Red Stripe's down to two twenty-five. Buy, buy. I think that's a really cool concept. Uh, I love that. It's illegal in Alabama because we're in Alabama. But anyway, just something that they do. Keeps inventory moving, I'll tell you that. Uh, Washington against Arizona State. Washington, 14-point favorite. I like it. I'll take Washington, even though they'll be down there in the Valley. Uh, Clemson, after two straight weeks of tough games, finally get a cupcake again. Boston College, yeah, I just said Wake Forest and NC State were tough games, and they were for them. Um, they're good teams. They really, they're not bad. Uh, Clemson minus 20 and a half. I'll take Clemson. I don't believe in BC. Doug Flutie's not walking through that door. Uh, it's, what? Washington State against USC. USC is a 12 and a half point favorite. I'll take it. USC and the over. And the over is 65. Um, Army, Wake Forest. Wake Forest minus 17. Wake all day. BYU against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a three and a half point favorite. Wait, what? BYU's ranked number 16. So when a ranked team plays an unranked team and the unranked team's favored, what do we do? Go Irish. Minus three and a half. Let's go. K-State against Iowa State. K-State's minus two. I don't like this game because it's at Iowa State. Uh, they're a tricky team there. K-State, everybody's waiting on that, you know, bubble to burst. I'm going to go, uh, 
I'm going to go Iowa State. I'm going to go Iowa State. I'm not big on it. One and a half stars. One and a half stars. Florida State against NC State. Florida State coming off that loss last week to Wake Forest. Uh, NC State now, three-point favorite. Give me NC State. I think they're the better team. Louisville doesn't have the uh, Knowles back yet. And then the last game I'm going to do here, our next last game, um, Arizona against Oregon. Oregon is a 13-point favorite. You know what? I like Oregon. On the road. That Bo Nix guy, he's been playing pretty good since that first game. Not even a lot. Playing pretty good. So, I'll take the quack, quack, quack. And I love the color green. Y'all know that. Y'all been in the bar. You see it. It's everywhere. The green and gray, baby. That's what's up. Now, Oklahoma. No, I'm sorry. Oklahoma. Yeah, that's still a football team. They still got a team, despite the last two weeks. They get to play Texas. And neither one of these teams are ranked. So this is a bonus game. Texas, a seven-point favorite. Are you kidding me? Texas, all day. Oklahoma has looked flat-out terrible the last two weeks. I believed in Oklahoma. I thought they'd bounce back. They have not. They have shown me nothing. Texas, Oklahoma, big. Over under 65. Yeah, I'm not huge on that. If anything, I take the over, but I'm not big on it. I'm not playing that. Um, I will say this. All-time series. Texas, 62 wins, 50 losses, and five ties. But since 2000, Oklahoma actually leads the series 16-7 to here in more modern times. I don't even know how that makes sense, but whatever. That's 23. I guess they played in some Big 12 title games. Uh, yeah, pretty sure they did. So that would be why that. But 16-7. Texas, minus 7 all day, every day. Thank you. Good night. That's awesome. Now, you don't think I'm into the show right now, do you? Just because I did some picks for college football and double those. Don't we get crazy? Because y'all know what I got to talk about next. The MLB playoffs are here. By the way, huge win for the Cubs today. Win number 74. The over-under preseason, 73 and a half. Banger rain, Peter. They did it. The Cubs, I'm going to give you a few things on my Cubs because I want to. <clears throat> One, we would have been the NL East champions, obviously. 6-0 against the Mets. What was it? 4-2 against the Phillies and Nats. 5-1 uh, against the Marlins. And 3-3 three and three against Atlanta. Yeah. Didn't have a losing record anyway. Wish we could play in that division. And that division got three teams in the playoffs. Mm. That's cute, MLB. That's cute. Anyway. No, we're not a good team. We didn't deserve the playoffs. But we did have more wins against teams over 500 than any other team in baseball. We had the best record against teams over 500. Better than anybody else. We just couldn't beat the crap teams. Anyway, that's what you got to do. Anyway. So here's the postseason picture. You got Tampa Bay against Cleveland starting it all off Friday morning, first game. 
Three game series. These will be played three days in a row. The higher seed hosts all three games. All right, good. Three game series there at your house. You know, in this, I, I hate trying to pick this series because I like Tampa. I like their team. They obviously came out of a tougher division, but Terry Francona is my favorite manager in baseball, and I'm going to go with Cleveland. Uh, they're the three seed. I kind of want to pick Tampa because they're the six, but I'm not. I'm going to go Cleveland. They'll move on to face the, the New York Yankees. Seattle, welcome back to the playoffs. Longest drop for any team in any of the four major sports. You're back. Mm. Congratulations. You get Toronto. Toronto, I think, handles it. I think Toronto wins this series. And uh, I think Toronto goes on to play Houston. Then I think the Yankees at Houston... Both do what we all think they're going to do, and they're going to meet in the ALCS. And if I have to pick that right now, and I really don't want to, I'm going to go with Houston. Uh, it, sorry. I, I'd rather see the Yankees, but I think Houston gets there out of the AL. Over to the NL. Well, I told y'all I wanted to pick a 6-3 upset, and the Philadelphia Phillies playing the St. Louis Cardinals. Phillies is six. Cardinals are the three. Oh, buddy. Yad Molina. Adam Wainwright. Some guy named Pujols. All of them on their victory tour. They just went through 162. They're old. I think the legs are done. I think the Phillies. By the way, who had the longest uh, postseason drought of any National League team. They're back. Welcome back. Welcome back, little fellas. I think the Phillies take down the Cardinals. Two to one. You heard it here like 10, but whatever. San Diego went out and spent all that money at the trade deadline, made all those moves, and they still got beat down by the Dodgers over and over and over. Well, they got to play the Mets. We all saw the Mets choke away that division and have to be in this game. Okay, so San Diego against New York. I think the Mets come correct in the postseason. I think DeGrom, Serger, they out duel Clevenger and the boys out in San Diego. Yu Darvish is the X-Factor. Yu Darvish is huge, but he keeps them in it. He don't win it. Give me the Mets at home in New York to move on and play the L.A. Dodgers. So I got Phillies, Braves, Dodgers, Mets. Look, I'm going to go ahead and do this. The Dodgers, cream of the crop. They're the one seed for a reason. Goodbye, Mets. The Dodgers take care of you. Atlanta and Philly. Clay Day. It's all on you, buddy. And Brad, a little bit on Brad, more on Clay. You've got to do this for all of humanity. There are no worse fans in the history of the world, in the history of of humanity than Atlanta Braves fans. I would rather hang out with slave traders than Atlanta Braves fans. Not all of them. I have friends that are Braves fans. I can say whatever I want about Shane because he don't listen to the podcast. But I wouldn't because he's a friend of mine. 
And I know, I have a lot of friends that are Braves fans. And you're good people. And I love you. But as a whole, y'all are trash. Your fan base is just awful. I mean, just terrible. Lane Bloomo is one of the better people I know. Oliver Ezel, one of my very good friends. One of my best friends. Braves fans, that's fine. Pretty sure my mom will be pulling for the Braves. She don't know anybody, I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm going to take the Phillies to knock them off. Phillies, 6 seed, going to the going to the NLCS to play the Dodgers. That is where the dream dies because the Dodgers are the Dodgers are the Dodgers. Dodgers, Astros, we've seen it before, we see it again. Verlander, he was huge for the Astros all season. Not so much this time. Not this time. This time. And I'll tell you, I want to see. I don't want to see the Astros. Can I, can I? I think that the Dodgers will beat the Astros. But, 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 but. If the New York Yankees can beat the Astros, and I know they can. If they can do it, though. I think the Yankees win it all. I think the Yankees beat the Dodgers. You know why? Because Anthony Rizzo is better than Freddie Freeman. Boom! Mic drop. You heard it. I said it. It's the truth. He's a better person. He's a better player. And Freddie Freeman's a great person. And Freddie Freeman's a great player. But Anthony Rizzo is better. He's definitely better in the clubhouse. He's the leader. Anthony Rizzo, but how much fun would it be if they mic those two up for the World Series? Oh my goodness, because they're friends and they're hilarious. Mm, I think it'd be epic. Anyway, now that is my time because I have to go home and go to bed. It's Texas A&M weekend. Tomorrow, in about eight, nine hours, when I get here, then it's going to be go time for Coleman, all right? You can call and text. Good luck. Maybe I'll have time to answer. But it's go time, baby. It's A&M. It ain't no wearing slides this weekend. And it's no flip-flops coming through the door. It's lace them up and tie them tight. Let's go. We've already had, we had a really good Tuesday. We had a really good night tonight. I've been, like I say, I'm so happy with my staff. That's the staff, man. The staff is what makes early in the week good. All right? Ball owners, ball managers, they'll say whatever they want. They'll take credit for crap. You know, oh, well, it was my idea to do this, my idea to do this. I trained them. I didn't, ah, uh, shut up. The staff, the staff really makes it. To get busy on Friday night, okay, congratulations. Hmm, good job. Yeah, that's easy. Especially on a home game weekend, that's easy. You should be busy. Do it on Tuesday. Now, Rounders, they've been killing it. And I give a lot of their owners credit. But situation and everything else, they had a huge night Tuesday night. I saw their crowd. Oh, my God. They were beyond packed. They crushed it. I'm sure Galette's rolled up, you know, enough to keep Oliver in the lifestyle he's accustomed to down at Wild Wednesday tonight. But from my little corner of the earth, our little corner here, I'm proud right now. We're, we're trending in the right direction. It's nowhere near what we can be. And that's what's, uh, that's what's great about it. There's always room for improvement. 
and we can definitely get bigger, we can definitely get better, and we're going to, and we're going in that direction, and I we're just gonna, you know, keep this train rolling, and that's why I'm gonna get done here, gonna go by. I was gonna say pick up food, but actually I already have my food just sitting in the back. I'm gonna go to the house. I'm gonna take a shower because well, I've been here all freaking day and I smell like crap, and uh, <laughs> get all this bar junk off of me. Get my nap in. Maybe watch a little Andor on uh, Disney Plus. You haven't been watching it? It's great. It's a Star Wars show that doesn't revolve around that terrorist family, the Skywalkers. So it's phenomenal. Uh, if you like Rogue One, you'll love Andor. So check it out. Uh, no, Star Wars did not pay me to say that. Dr. Pepper doesn't pay me to drink it. Marble Lights don't pay me. And nobody's paying me. But they should. And if you would like to join in that group, swing on by Unique. I'll be here all weekend. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. i got to go to bed. As always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot the score. Play to win. And when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.